chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. And it reads as thus, it says, Not that I have already obtained all this, or I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless the hearers of his word. And when I thought of the scripture, the first thing that came to mind is the question, are you ready to change? Dear Lord, thank you for blessing us and thank you for this opportunity just to share with your people. As you touch everyone's hearts and minds. Allow me to decrease that you might increase and that every word that comes out of my mouth be that of you and that it will encourage and empower your people that they will feel strengthened by the word and they will feel better than they did when they first came onto the line. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I know for me it's a scripture that I've frequently read, frequently heard preached. And I love the scripture. I'm a Paul fan. But I think given my my current journey, reading it now, it touched me in a different way. Uh, one of the first things I saw and thought about is how important it is for us to forget the past. And I think we all can share that we've had a past. We've all had some type of hurt or past experience that was negative or damaging to us that we have pushed through or moved forward from. And I think the truth is, some of us have moved forward but not actually addressed the hurt that we experienced. We weren't honest about how it made us feel or what it might have done to us, but because we were able to move past it, we assumed we were over it. I think the biggest thing is we have to address those hurts because as much as we move forward, a lot of them are still holding us captive. And you say, well, not necessarily. I've still been successful, but a lot of times past hurts and relationships carry over. Uh, past feelings of inadequacy carry over. Where you might think you're in a different position, but you still have a similar mindset. Those things are still holding you down. And I think that's something it took me a long time to notice that even though I was able to persevere through some things, that doesn't mean I, I address how I felt, what it did to me. And I think you can't effectively forget those things that are past until you face those feelings. The God that I served died on the cross that I didn't have to, I didn't have to be bound to those things anymore. I'm doing myself a disservice holding on to things that no longer have any power or should have any power over me. And the truth is they will hold us. And we can't effectively move forward being bound to our past hurts and our past traumas because they don't deserve to have that level of power or influence over us. We are so much greater. We're so much greater than those things. And the quicker we can look at them and say, this is how I felt and this is what it did to me, the quicker God can work on us. God can't work with us if we're not honest. If we're not forthcoming about our struggles and, and praying and being transparent with God he can't do nothing he wants us 
to let our walls down. He wants us to let our guards down. He wants us to be willing servants and be vulnerable so then he can work. He wants us to want him to work. But a lot of us aren't willing to, to let that go and be honest. Take it all off and don't care about what people think about it. Or be okay with being honest that we're hurt. But I think the other thing that caught me off guard, it's easy, it's, it's, it's easy to, you know, we focus on the hurts and we, t- we focus on the negative events. But Paul references his past in a positive light. And I think that one was the one that got me. If you read in, in verse 4, Paul goes on to say that if anyone has reasons to put confidence in their flesh, he does. He talks about how he was circumcised on the eighth day, that he was a part of the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law. He was a Pharisee. He had zeal for persecuting the church. And he felt like he was faultless in reference to following the law. But then he goes on to say, whatever were gains to me, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. So the thing I had to challenge myself in my thinking in reference to forgetting my past, and I will challenge you the same. Are you willing to forget the things you were successful in? Are you willing to forget the things you built yourself off of? Because if we read the text, Paul's not necessarily talking about negative experiences right now. He's talking about an empire he built. But he's talking about his reputation amongst the masses he let go of. And he never failed at it. He never articulated failure. He said he was, he was successful. He was in high regard and high esteem to the people he was around. How many of us can literally say... That as great as I am at what I'm doing, if it's not in the will of God, can I stop it? Can we do that? Can we do that? And being vulnerable as a, as a person that I enjoy being a fixer and I enjoy being a helper. Sometimes that's not that's not needed for me. That's not needed for me to fix. God didn't call me to do that specific one. Am I willing to say, this is what I always do? Who are you to tell me I can't do what I always do? And then to take it, take it even deeper in our, in, our, in our roles as men and women, whether you're a mother or a father, a husband, a wife, we both know that there are some roles that we, there are some responsibilities we have built into being a husband or a wife. That sometimes we stop God from working. Because we have our own concept of what a successful husband is or a successful wife is or a successful father or a successful mother that we don't even consider God's plan. We don't. And and we attach the fact that we're doing it out of love or what we're doing isn't bad. That we, we, we just assume God is okay with it. The truth is, we should pray and ask God, what would you have had of me to do as a husband? Or as a father? Or as a mother? Or as a servant? We don't, we don't do that. We take societal pressures or things that we've seen and create the image of what we think we should be. Are you willing to let that go when God tells you you need to correct yourself? 
Are you willing to let go whatever you have created? And realize when it's not in the will of God or if it's not healthy, I'm going to forget it. Because that's that's really what Paul said. What I consider to gain, I consider a loss. Because he had enough faith to realize if God isn't approving of what I'm doing, he must have greater for me. And, and I said that to, to on Sunday when I realized it. I, when I went to class, I learned about Paul as a philosopher. They don't talk about him as an apostle. They consider his writings some of the greatest philosophical writings the world has ever seen. These aren't believers. These aren't Christians. These are historians who value what he wrote. And I say that to say, yes, he was this great. He was great in his hit before. But his after, he has been talked about for centuries. Either in the church as an apostle or in the secular world as one of the greatest philosophers. So he was taking the higher heights than he probably ever knew he was going to reach at that time. But he was willing to realize that if God doesn't approve of what I'm doing, there's no need for me to do it anymore. And I think a lot of times we're not honest about the fact that sometimes you got to forget those things because there's pride attached to that success. Sometimes there's a lot of anger attached to your past. There's frustration. There's disappointment. There's a lot of feelings that you need to be honest about. And once you're honest with it, forget it. Just move forward with it. Just forget it. But but then I thought about the pressing forward. Because he specifies how we need to press forward. How we need to just take and strain towards what is ahead. And then I had to be honest with myself. What am I pressing towards? Anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm always thinking about the next things. What, what can I do next? What can I conquer next? What job can I get? How can I get to this salary? How can I create this stability for my family, for, for creating generational wealth, to create the best system for my future children to be successful? I think about that first. And then service can come. Service is a part of my life, but I need to get this in line. And I think, once again, with the good heart, a lot of us subconsciously press forward towards the things that we believe we need or are important. Okay, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And then it says, all these things will be added. A lot of us are focused on the, all these things first. A, a, a lot of us are looking at, you know, whether it's a career, whether it's a bigger home, whether it's cars, whether it's prestige, leadership, desires to travel, love, relationships. We seek the, all these things first instead of seeking, seeking the kingdom of God first. And I'm, I'm sharing this because I had to realize I, I do that because I'm a planner. I subconsciously like to have plans. I, I, I like to figure things out. And then because I think it's a good effort, 
I, I assume if I get it, it's in the will of God. Instead of reversing it and consulting God first about what, what do you have of me to do today? What is the plan you have of me because you created me? And even being vocal that God God loves our, our values, our wants. Express what you want to him. And then see and really ask for him to reveal if it's in his will. And then the beauty or the, the truth is we get so caught up in our futures that we, we ignore the present. We are no good to the present because we're so overwhelmed in thinking about the future or the next thing we have to do. And it's fair. We have a lot of responsibilities. But the thing is, God can provide responsibility. He can provide for our responsibilities without a problem. We just have to remember God. So, so pressing forward is great. But what are you pressing towards? What, what, what are we doing? And it's it's not just, I understand, I, it's, it's not just okay just to go to church. It's, it's not okay just to participate in the ministry if you're not reading at home. If you're not truly invested in growing, being in worship is great. But if you're just going out of habit, it's an empty gesture. Don't think you are pressing towards the mark just because you simply show up to sit in the seat. What are you actively doing? To generate growth. To say, here I am, God. What are you actively doing in your mindset and your activities beyond just the empty gesture to say, I'm ready for transformation? I am ready for change. Are you willing to challenge yourself that I need to get more in line with the will of God and not in my own will? Because, because the truth is, if we're going to be really honest, some, some of us think our plans are better than God's plans. A, a lot of us think we got it all together because we've been successful. And we inadvertently tell God we have a better plan. We pray about an answer and we pray for something and then we do what we do. We, we get caught up in this faith without works. Yes, you're supposed to work. But don't work in your own faith. Don't work in faith in yourself. You need to pray and have faith and then get in line with Christ to figure out what is the work he needs you to do while you wait. Not go off and do your own plan because you don't feel like waiting. So where are we, where are we going? What are we pressing towards? It's easy to move forward. It's not easy to press towards the will of God if we're not being honest. And I think the biggest thing and the third thing and the thing that really hit me is Paul kept saying he was not there yet. He started with saying, I have not already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal. And then says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. And it's crazy that as great as Paul is, the apostle, the leader, the philosopher, the preacher, he says, I'm not there. I'm, I'm helping you. I'm, I'm trying to help you get there also, but I'm not there. And I think the biggest thing I saw is it's time for us to take the mask off. It's time for us to take the bandages off and try to hiding who we are. We are who we are. 
flaws and all. There is no need to live a lie. The fact that God already knows who you are. Why, who are we trying to deceive? Who, who are we deceiving? The people that are watching us? You know, you know, Jesus died on the cross for them too. They ain't no better than you. So who are you really hiding yourself from? I realized that I can't allow myself to be defined by the circumstances I've been in or the situations I find myself in. And a lot of times we do it because we're often not honest about who we are. We are not willing to be transparent and vulnerable with ourselves to look at ourselves and say, hmm, I might be a perfectionist or a procrastinator or have low self-esteem or have toxic love tendencies. We don't look in our we don't look in the mirror. We're not willing to be honest about who we are. And I, it hit me home because in Philippians 4.12, Paul says, I have learned to be content in any and every situation, plenty or in want or in whatever circumstance. And the truth is, you you can't achieve contentment if you're not honest about who you are. P Paul can't be content in whatever circumstance he is if he does not have a good grasp of one, who he is, and two, who God created him to be. He is secure in who he is. No matter if he's shipwrecked, in jail, <laughs> being beat up, it doesn't make a difference. Paul knows who he is. So I realized I had to be honest that I like to be controlling. And I have to reel that in. I have to reel that in. I like to be a fixer, but I have to reel that in. I realized I struggle with anxiety. And I had to be honest and transparent. But if you look at the, the flip side of anxiety, because it is very true that anxiety is something, it, it's, it's an overthinking, it's a desire, it's tied into your future. But if you really think about anxiety, it's, it's an expectation. And I realized, I said, okay, God, I kind of see what you're saying. It's something I'm struggling with, but the truth is, I'm also an expectation of whatever you have for me. And I said, okay. So where in my flesh is anxiety, but if I allow you to, to work with me, it can, it can transition to expectation. And I realized even deeper than that is that, hmm, if I'm not okay or honest about who I am, am I telling God he made a mistake when he created me? Uh, anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, whatever your, your vice is, your struggle is, the thing that you don't like about you, if you're not honest about it, and you're thinking something wrong with you, does that mean God made a mistake when he created you? Paul says that he learns how to be content. And in the very next verse, he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That means not only do I know who I am, no matter the circumstance. But I also can do anything through Christ, no matter the circumstance. Okay. Where I'm getting at is, whoever you are, 
if you're honest about who you are, if you're vulnerable and transparent about who you are, and then accept who you are, you can then do all things. God, he, he doesn't need to remove the thing you think is holding you back. The same thing with Paul and his, and his thorn in his flesh. He doesn't need to remove it. He doesn't need to change it. It's when God gets in it, he can do whatever he needs to do with you. The fact of you saying, I'm not there yet, acknowledges I have work to do. I have not reached perfection. And I'm okay with not being perfect. I am okay with whatever I am, whatever my, my issue is. I understand that's where I'm at. But I am pressing actively to improve upon it. And then, and then through Christ, I can do all things. So that means I can press daily and improve off, off of whatever inadequacy I think I have through Christ who strengthens you. And I think the problem is we get so caught up in our own mind about whatever expectations we thought we were going to be whether it's just off of our future or whatever hurt we had in the past, that we we struggle with accepting where we currently are. It's okay. Because I'm pretty sure whatever expectation you placed on it, it obviously wasn't in God's will. So the, the truth is, are you willing to let go whatever you thought your life should have been to grab onto whatever God has for your life? And and it's, we're talking about concepts I struggle with. I said no, no, no. I don't. I don't like this. And the crazy part is, and I I talked about this on Sunday. The crazy part is, I was able to grasp life lessons through swimming, a very simple thing. Because I overthink everything and I think I know it all. God had to use something very similar, or very simple, to create a parallel to my life. So I decided to take swimming classes. Um, I have a fear of swimming. I've had panic attacks in waters. I do not like going into water. I can't stand it. So I go to swim, and the first thing they say is, you have to forget what you know about water. What do you mean? I'm, I'm afraid of water. I, don't, I know, I know. You have to forget that. Then you have to forget that you can stand in the water because you need to learn how to float. You have to forget because your body will naturally drop its legs. You have to forget that. You have to forget the natural responses that your body would normally have while in the water. You almost have to retrain yourself to learn how to swim. I said, okay, this will be fun. So... Somehow I learned how to float, so I, I get comfortable going underwater now. Before First I struggle, and then you get a little better each class, each time. So now I'm floating. And then the teacher said, we're going to incorporate kicks. I said, I don't know. I tried it. I didn't get too far. 
wife kicking all across the pool. Everybody else in the class going. I'm 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 going a little bit. Then I get a little further. And then I go to the gym and try to practice. And I got a little further. And then by the time I got to class, I made it across the pool. And everybody was happy because they know I don't like water. So then we get to the back flute. I said, I don't know if I want the back flute. No, 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 no. And every time I went under, I jumped. They had to, it was so bad, I went under. They said, stand. You're only in four feet. That's how bad it is. Stand. I said, okay. I said, okay, I'll stand. So I'm trying my back flute. I'm trying it. And then I got it. I got it a little bit. My legs was a little off the bottom. Then it got a little higher. Then it got a little higher. So I'm feeling good about class. And then they decided to teach treading. I couldn't tread. I still can't tread. I got out the class, said I quit. I don't want to do it no more. Because I'm not making the progress I desire. And I'm not making the progress that everybody else is. Because I'm comparing my press to the other people's press. I said, okay, I'm not going to quit. That's the easy thing to do is to quit. I have to push through. I have to keep trying. So I kept trying. And then and then we, we incorporated arms. And I was still struggling. I, I didn't have the greatest form. I couldn't go that far. Everybody swimming circles around me. We get to class on Wednesday. She says, swim. Oh, I got in that water. And I swam across it. And everybody looked surprised. I was surprising myself because the day before, I was struggling. But some reason, by the next day, there was a different fire and determination. I know how to do it. I'm going to do it. The, the, the point I'm making is you got to press every day. You have to forget your past. You have to forget. And I'm going to take it even more personal than the, than the past. You have to forget yesterday. You have to forget when you have a bad day. You can't allow the bad day or the bad class to impact your next effort. Because if you hold on to that negative day, you might give a little less effort the next day. And you say, why does that matter? Because if you had an argument the day before with your spouse, you might give a little less of an effort the new day when it comes to doing your duty as a significant other. The same thing with your child. Your child might have frustrated you yesterday. You might give a little less effort out of frustration the next day if you held on to it. The same thing with your job. If you had a bad day yesterday, if you don't let that go, you might give a little less effort the next day you're at your job. You might have a different type of energy when you press forward. You might have a different type of confidence when you press forward. But what I'm challenging you to do is to forget those things. Make a daily choice that I might not have obtained my goal, but every day I'm trying. Every day I'm going to make a conscious effort to change. Every day I'm going to make a conscious effort to transform. Because simply I owe it to God to give him all that I have for him to change me. Because the truth is, the moment I get out of the will of God is the moment I start falling. It's the moment I lose sight on the goal. So how determined are you? The same thing with my swim to say the next class is going to be my best class. 
I don't have nothing to prove it will outside of my effort and my dedication to be better. That's the type of mindset you have to have that I might not have any visual reason to believe tomorrow will be better outside of the fact that God has promised it. Are you are you willing to press forward in faith even when it doesn't it doesn't make sense or you don't feel like it? That's the real question. Because Paul, I'm pretty sure in his writings at some point was in jail waiting to be judged, but yet he still had writings and letters to send out to encourage and educate the people so that they could get closer to Christ. How dedicated are you to really reach what God has for you when it's not what you think it should be, when it's not how it feels like it should be, when you don't feel good about doing it? Are you willing to continue to press for your change, for your improvement? It's time to let go of some of the stuff we've been doing. We can't change. We can't create change if we're not willing to be changed. We can't do the same old stuff we've been doing and then expect different results in our families, in our communities, and want to see transformation occur, but we're not being the transformed. We, not, we don't want our minds renewed. We're not there yet. I'm saying to you, you don't have to be there, but you have to be working towards it. You should never reach stagnation and you should never have a desire not to improve. Those are two things you should always keep with you. You should never want to be stagnant. You should never not want to improve. So how many of us want to change for the better and improve and are willing to commit to the cause of Christ for you to reach your perfection? God bless you.